Kia good afternoon, welcome to Dancing in Your Head, the show which explores the outer reaches of music. Uh, I'm Dan and we are very happy to have in the studio Anita Clark. Hello Anita. Hi. Anita's joining us for the show today, otherwise known as Motta and great violinist and singer of many projects and lots of stuff, so uh, it's going to be great to chat with Anita and listen to your music. Um, should we start off with something from your Motta album, Strange Dreams, mm-hmm. which is this track? Uh, this track is called Bathhouse. Cool. It would probably help if I plugged in the um, <laughs> community radio at its best. There we go. I've got the input for the laptop. And here we go. Thank you. 
Bathhouse, a track off Motta's album Strange Dreams. Nice, instrumental. Mm. Cool. Yep. Mm. <laughs> I can never quite um, figure out how to end that song when I play it live. It's quite satisfying to hear the ending there. Mm. What do you better. do? How do you fade it out? In a, I suppose you can fade out your... I just fade out the loop, loop and then I... Yeah, it'd be cool. Cool if I had a, a live synth player or something. Mm. And um, so Motta is your uh, name of your solo act or project. Um, what is Motta? Where's that from? It's a German word for moth. Nice. And I wasn't really trying to come up with a solo project as such I, I guess how old is this even maybe like five or six years maybe but um previous to that I was I guess I was just playing violin for other people or sessioning on recordings and in the studio and I could never figure out how to write music for myself but it was a just a certain show that I was part of and like a concept a concept show that my flatmate was organizing and she'd pull a bunch of artists together and pair them up mm. and then you'd you'd have two weeks to come up with a performance and any sort of in and in, 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 in with anything like I was paired up with uh, my friend from Littleton, Helen Taylor, who's a children's book illustrator, but she had, uh, she's was just trying to come up with a, something to do, and she's like, oh, I've written this story, and I've never really knew what to do with this story, but maybe we could use that. And so I read the story, but then I was like, oh, I could come up with a soundtrack to it. And my flatmate and good friend, at the time, James Sullivan, who plays in a bunch of bands. He lives up in Auckland now. But he he basically just sat me down in front of a four-track, showed me how to use it, gave me some pedals, mm. uh, just a delay, and a reverb, I think. Yeah, just delay pedal, reverb, four-track, showed me how to use it, and then it just was so incredibly natural kind of process and then did that but then there's the whole rest of the tape to be used and then I think he was heading out to watch Big Runger play in the park I was like oh maybe I'll come too and he's like no you should sit down here <laughs> right now and just keep recording and then so I did and that's basically how I had my first album like it in order and then set, I rewound it all. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. I was still trying to figure out how to use the delay pedal, so I'd just change the settings and I'd start something and then I'd have to figure out how to end it and then stop the tape and then start it again. And then I, I had a thing and then I was like, well, I could do it live, but then you need like a name <laughs> <laughs> and you need a, a thing. And I I just painted a picture of a... Moth. That's it. Cool. Yeah, because moth is a really nice name. Yeah. There is. Um, is there a 
Moth. There must be a moth band. I wonder. I don't know. It'd be a good band name too. Just I think moth. there are. There's definitely a few motters <coughs> out there. Oh, true. There's Doctor Motter, who was a German um, uh, DJ. Yeah, and maybe like the nineties. That's pretty well known. And do you? Because um, a lot of your stuff now has got uh, songs with lyrics and vocals. And was that on your four-track recording? Were you doing vocal stuff as well, or was it all? No, it's all instrumental. It's all just. No, that was way too tricky to. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just purely improvised and in the moment. But then I guess the the thing was to see how far. Could push the idea of working around a delay pedal mm. and bringing in other elements, but kind of writing within that that format. That should structure. we um, should we listen to a track and then uh, of one of the older ones that you were talking about? There's um, we're just looking here, songs for movies. Yeah, that's the album. Okay, cool. Is there a particular piece on there? That's also a ridiculous. I thought it was really funny, like Brian Eno reference oh, true. songs from the yeah. <laughs> music for films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, true. Because it's like um, I'd never really thought about that, but your music has a kind of Brian Eno feel. Yeah, in some ways. I would have been listening to heaps of Eno then, mm. and among like other things. Definitely got into listening to um, or paying attention to soundtracks and, and that mm. kind of a thing too. Because then I started uh, getting asked to write music for films especially and and then dance. But, yeah, it's funny how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, play something from that album I can't remember what. The um, well, they're called "This uh, Heavenly Creature," "Night Flyer," "Nocturne," "Hothouse Tropics." <laughs> I remember naming all these. <laughs> I gave myself. I think I named them all in like maybe an hour. <laughs> Just try "Heavenly Creature." Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs>
the lovely hiss of the four track. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, yeah. Um, that was Heavenly Creature from Motta's album Songs for Movies, which was what, five years ago? Maybe more. Does it say? Uh, maybe 2015? Sure. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Six years ago. Awesome. <laughs> um, well, last year, um, Prima Club ran a bunch of residencies and just short little two-week things, and you had, you did one of those. So I think we might play one of those tracks you did. Yeah, next. just a bit of bit of a what then now. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Reference. What was the, <clears throat> how did you sort of, um, what were you working on during that time up there? Um, well, firstly, it was quite a strange time, eh? It was like right after lockdown. Mm. And i just been through this, uh, like, ridiculous breakup and then kind of hightailed it back to Wellington. <laughs> And then it was really good timing, but I also wasn't sleeping very well. <laughs> but it was really fun. I just like I just set up in the pyramid club, and I was there f- for most of the day like, into the into the night. And I think I bought a bottle of pastis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, to trying to figure out how to use the time I kind of it was it was partly I was thinking what do I want to be doing more of and that's I I just started working uh, for dancers like contemporary dance and that's and soundtracks and things like that and that's just what I want to keep doing more and more of. And also learning how to produce my own music because that became the thing where it's great working with someone for an album. Although I think I'd like to produce more and more of that kind of stuff too. But when you're working with soundtracks or things that have all these really subtle little bits and pieces that can just... This can just be infuriating trying to work with someone and then having to convey what you're wanting, and it could just be like you're working to a scene or something, and like there's just all these subtle, like nuanced things, and it's like oh, <laughs> it is so much more satisfying when you can do it yourself. And so I kind of had it half of my mind, maybe I could make some music for with soundtrack kind of thing in mind that hadn't really been created yet, which is, I don't know if it, that's the way necessarily I like to work, <laughs> but um, that. And then also I well, I went out and bought a MIDI keyboard and I also bought a bunch of plugins for my computer setup. And so it was, yeah, in part learning, just like playing around with all that kind of stuff basically. Mm. And 
having a really nice condenser mic as well. I was, I was like, why do I not have one? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and was there some field recordings as well in that? Uh, yeah, I've got a wee Zoom like, recorder, right, like right. as well as the condenser mic. I, was, I think if you play the long track of this one, mm. um, what is in there? Like, what did I use? Oh, because I bought like a little crystal glass, like a little crystal goblet with me to drink my pasties out of. <laughs> I was just like pouring water and I think they were like crunchy. It was like a chocolate wrapper or something and like um, all those sort of sparkly little crunchy textural things. But also I did... Uh, to record the pigeons <laughs> nesting up <laughs> upstairs, <laughs> and actually at the same time, uh, my uh, the woman I live with right now, my housemate Hester, uh, she was back in Littleton. I was in Wellington, and she'd been commissioned by Rada, which is like a um, it was like a well-known. Uh, drama school in the UK which she went to she was commissioned to do like a lockdown sort of project and she so she was working on this film thing which she'd asked me to do the soundtrack for and that involved a lot of foley a lot of sound sampling that I ended up doing but so I already started doing that a little bit and recording it's like a kitchen scene that I made a yeah, a musical piece for which had all these little samples, you know, like coming in and out, like mm. as part of the, as part of the music, awesome. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I was recording like sizzling pans and, um, yeah, things like that. Cool. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great. Yeah. Well, should we ever listen to? So this is the residence. This is a piece you. Uh, one of the pieces you. Made during that residency, um, does it have a name or? No, I don't know. Okay, here it is.
was Anita Clark's uh, Prima Club residency, one of her recorded pieces from last year, about a year ago. Mm. Hey, June. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not quite. Awesome. Um, we were just talking during that about the um, what we might play next, which is um, just lining it up as I'm talking. Um, a soundtrack you were involved in with the Melbourne Fringe. Yeah, last year. I guess that was my one of one of my big projects of last year. Uh, my friend Jareen Wee, who I uh, met. Uh, my first pro- dance-related project was writing a piece for the RNZB uh, for their choreographic series. Royal New Zealand Ballet. Yeah, the New mm. Zealand Ballet um, uh, for a choreographer, James O'Hara. And Jareen at that time had just graduated um, from... Uh, from dance school yeah and she was assistant choreographing but anyway we became friends and always wanted to do more projects together and so she uh, put in uh, she made a a piece for Melbourne Fringe because she she lives in she's from Melbourne and yeah last year Melbourne Fringe was all online because of COVID. Mm. But that meant that I could be involved from over here. And so it's just the three of us, Jareen, Jacob, uh, who's the videographer, and me. Um, yeah, so it's a dance film. Uh, the soundtrack hasn't been released yet. As far as I know, I don't think the video is even up anywhere. I think it was only uh, just premiered on the for the Fringe Fest and they're always kind of funny about there's always a bit of time before you can mm. actually <laughs> legally <laughs> something or other. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine if we play some soundtrack, yeah. <laughs> and how did the uh, collaboration work? Um, did someone take the lead and then another follow along or you were sort of like sharing the... We really, sh- we shared it, yeah. It was a, it was a true collaboration. Um, we... We just met up on on Zoom uh, for quite a few meetings, just talking about like just just basic kind of conceptual stuff, which is I guess is also something that I don't. It's not really the usual way that I work, really, because I mean it's great. It's great to be involved in conceptual talk and and. With with the with something right from the beginning, but like your true job comes in a bit later when you're responding to what's been created, mm-hmm. and then then it's quite a back and forth thing at that from that time as well. So, but yeah, it was kind of just talking about structure and and form and bas and and basic things and concept things, and then I made. Just the music, so that when they went out to film, they would have something to work with. And then again, I mixed it after the film had been created. So, but yeah. And was there an overall, um, what were the sort of conceptual frameworks of the 
piece. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> In like a minute or something. <laughs> oh. No, if I try and talk about it, I'll get it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we listen to... Um, so it's a like a 17-minute um, dance film with Anita's uh, music, so we'll... we'll Hit go and um, yeah, then we'll fade it out at some point. Yeah, cool.
Listening to Anita's Clark's soundtrack for a Melbourne Fringe Festival dance video music collaboration called Let Fall. Yes, yes. Fall. <laughs> like F U L L. F A L L. I let fall. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, yeah. Um, we were just briefly. Uh, starting to sort of talk about um, like lyrics and because we, we haven't actually played much of your music today with uh, voice in it, although that last piece had some. And um, I was just you were starting to talk about how tricky it is uh, writing words. Yeah, you just asked me, do I enjoy writing lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is something satisfying when you finally get to the end of the uh, writing, I guess. <laughs> and it all kind of fits into place because you're trying to, I guess there's several things going on. You're like writing in a, in a structure, you're writing something that doesn't sound complete, like complete bullshit or just stupid or too earnest. That's like, that's my biggest fear that something's going to sound too earnest <laughs> because really like I feel like music has to you know I make I make beautiful music but there has to be you can't it can't just be one-sided like there's you know got to be some sort of beauty in it but it's also got to be some either some <laughs> abrasiveness or some sort of humour, even if it's <laughs> not, <laughs> uh, even if it's just 
myself <laughs> finding something funny but um yeah you got to have you got to have all those components in there so it's hard to write lyrics i've never been i i, I like reading books mm. and i enjoy a good lyric but when i'm listening to music that's not the first thing that strikes me and people are all different aren't they mm. some people always start with lyrics I yeah mean, song people have come from a more songwriting yeah poetry whatever background yeah but i'm like you i don't i can never listen to a song my whole life i still don't even know what the lyrics are i know <laughs> isn't it funny and when you when you join a band and you have to learn the words like i was like oh i really wasn't paying attention to those still don't know what they are Need to tell me. <laughs> um, so we've got time for a couple more tracks. There's a shorty here, which is the another piece you recorded during that residency last year. Yeah, with terrible lyrics. Excellent. <laughs> Should we give it a whirl? Yeah. The pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> pigeon cameo. <laughs> Great. Well, it's awesome having you on the show, Anita. We got time for to play a track to take us out. 
which um, I'll just start playing underneath here. Um, so this is, here we go. Um, this is the Perms, which is our little band, me, you, Taipua Adams on the bass and Justin Barr or Jelly on drums. And uh, we played at the hall here in Paikakariki on Tuesday, just been supporting Francesca Griffin, which that wasn't the easiest show for me. It just no. in terms of playing, because it was like... It was yeah. quite, yeah, it was quite odd, wasn't it? But we, it's a fully improvised band, isn't it? And like when it doesn't, I guess maybe what's happened is we're so used to playing in the Pyramid Club. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that's not even it, because we've only, <laughs> only played. Like, <laughs> it's it's I mean, the hall a... is really big. It's a big <laughs> space, and when you're distanced from... The sound you're making from an amp, it's particularly in my case, it's like yeah. hard to interact with that sound so much. But um, but we did the next night down in Wellington, and that was um, pretty sweet. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought. That was a lot of fun. I think it's just that sort of psychedelic jam bandy thing. It, you really need the sound to swirl around. Mm. And that's a bit strange if you've got distance. Distance from your gear, but distance from your band and distance in the room. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, this was actually, this was recorded last year, I think, just a, a jam. Um, but this is the Pooms, and we will leave it there. Thanks, Anita Clark. Yeah, thanks so much for having me here. Cheers. <laughs>